Need a faith boost? You're in the right place. Faith for Her is your place to come for faith-building encouragement and scriptural truths that you can apply to your everyday life. Whether you are one that opens your Bible and struggles to understand, or one who reads the Word every day and is just unsure how to apply it to your everyday life, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie Wynn. I've been teaching Bible studies to large groups of women for over five years, and I am passionate about building women up in their faith through biblical literacy. Teaching God's Word and encouraging women in their faith is my ministry, but I also work for a marketing agency and homeschool my littles. I believe that faith can be applied to all areas of our lives, and I want to help you do just that. Get ready for some hope that can only be found in Jesus. It's time for a faith boost. Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Faith for Her. And I am excited to share with you today a topic that God has really been speaking into in my life. Um, and putting on my heart to share with others. And so today I'm going to be talking about the faith to confidently be you. And this is all about identity, and we hear that word identity quite a bit. Um, and I would like to put a God lens on the word identity today. But I also know that a lot of people including myself, have been through a very difficult season where we're questioning um, who we are in this new normal, if you will. I cringe at that term, new normal, but that's the space that people recognize that we're living in. It's that space that was, um, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID. Things look differently now. People behave differently now, whether we like it or not. And so who am I in this season of life and how has God called me um, to step into my purpose in this season of life. And if you listen to my last series, that's really what the whole series was all about. It was, there were changes that happened in the last few years and how do we overcome the hurt of those changes in our life? And how do we step from what was into what's going to be without really knowing what's ahead? And so today, what we really want to focus on, what I want to focus on with you, and I hope that you grasp from this podcast today, is that knowing who you are is the key to being who God wants you to be in the future. So unless we know who we are, then we cannot step into the future that God has for us because we won't know how to behave. We won't know how to feel at home in our own skin in a world that looks different. And so before I dig into uh, really the meat of this podcast, I wanted to share a little story with you. Yesterday, I was at the garden and I rent this little plot of land. I live in a townhome with a patio and um, barely any dirt. So I love to garden and I found a darling little Lutheran church close by that overlooks the um, mountain and uh, it's just a beautiful little spot. And I rented a little plot of land. So I have three raised beds there where I garden and I started this 
pre-COVID. So I was already gardening when COVID hit. I was the one that people came to for advice on how do I start my garden. It was really fun. Um, but gardening really soothes my soul. And when I garden, I meet Jesus there. I see so much of God's hand in creation and how creation functions when I'm in my garden. And so I, like I said, started several years ago, but it seemed like this last year was a really rough gardening year for me. I, I don't know what happened to my green thumb, but I was not happy. My green thumb turned brown and all my tomatoes got diseased. My cucumbers would not produce. I mean, the things that are supposed to produce like so easily and they didn't. And I was so frustrated. So I didn't get a huge harvest out of the last year of gardening, both spring and winter. I mean, right now I'm harvesting a few cabbages and some other, um, you know, yummy winter garden stuff. But I was able the year before to can 200 pounds of food to feed my family. So to go from that abundance to sort of this... Um, I didn't have anything to can. It was really a frustrating season and it made me give up on my garden a little bit, if I'm being honest. So I did not pour my heart into my garden um, as much as I had in the prior years. And so what had happened to my garden is I had been planting a lot of things that I had not been caring for very carefully. And things were just in the garden that had died or I knew were not going to produce but they were big and I had to pull them out and clean them up. And I didn't want to do that either. And some things I pulled up and just threw to the side so they could dry on the ground before I brought them out to the dumpster. Anywho, my garden was a hot mess. It was no longer this beautiful, lush, green, flourishing thing that people used to compliment me on. And so I went yesterday and I started cleaning the garden and it took me four hours. I was so exhausted by the end of it, you guys, but I spent so much time meticulously pulling out plants, preparing soil for a new planting, um, taking trash out to the dumpster where it belonged and not sitting on the side of the garden bed, planting some new things, deep watering my beds. Um, feeding the soil, all of these things that are so important to a garden. And I'm hoping you're catching the parallel here because this is what God taught me in my garden yesterday. Unless we can clean out the junk that accumulates, it will strangle the things that will flourish in your life. He spoke this to me yesterday, and I want you to hear this, friends, because it's so important when it comes to your identity to clean out the junk that doesn't belong there so that the good gifts God has given you can flourish. And so let's talk about that a little bit today, because in order to confidently be who God created you to be, you really need to know who you are. And so today, let's take a little journey of who you are. So many of us carry around false identities that hold us back from flourishing. And some of these things are what's been done to us, what others say about us. 
some doubts and insecurities that we speak to ourselves, our past mistakes. There's so many things that we will pick up and put on as our identity that God never intended. And it's not just negative experiences and thoughts that hold us back from our best. It's also identifying ourselves by things that are uh, perishable, maybe, you know, things that build our ego, but are not going to go into eternity with us. And so this could be titles, like I said, really good things. So titles like mom, wife, sister, friend, or maybe it's skills. I'm a great artist. I'm really good at cooking. I'm really good at gardening. Most of the time, I'm a great singer. There's skills that maybe you feel are your identity. And so what I want to do today is sort of peel back these layers of the negative things that we tell ourselves or that we've done or that have been done to us. Those are not our identity. And then the great things about us, these these titles that we've been given and these skills that we're really good at, those also are not our identity. And so while all of these are um, things that we may think, though, like this is who I am. I am a mom who is really good at housekeeping and really good at molding my children to love the Lord. And they are well behaved. And this is my identity. The problem with that is What happens when your children do something terrible and embarrass you? What happens to your identity then? How do you feel about yourself and who you think you are? What happens if your husband comes home and tells you that he's leaving you for another woman and your identity was in being a wife? Who are you now? How about if you put all of your stock in the fact that you are ambitious and you have created a business and it is growing and thriving and you're really good at this one thing and it's who you are. You are the amazing entrepreneur. What happens when the economy crashes and you no longer have a business? Who are you? Or maybe Maybe you have become extremely good at something. Maybe you are excellent at uh, gardening and cooking and you love setting a beautiful table and serving people. What happens if you're injured and you can no longer do those things? What happens if you fall ill and you can no longer do those things? What's your identity? now. Friends, these are just a few examples that I've come up with, Um, but you could put your own scenario on this of where are you putting your stock in your identity and what would happen if you lost that and how devastating that may be and how that could spin you on a journey of who am I? I just want to say that enjoying and making efforts to be good at our titles and our skills is healthy. So I'm not saying don't be good at these things or it's not good for you to um, be proud of the things that you're good at or the roles that you have. That's not what I'm saying at all. But 
what I want to get at today is having a healthy view, having a healthy view of them and viewing them correctly. Because titles that we have are actually roles that we have been gifted by God. And skills we have are talents that we have been gifted by God. Now, if it is a gift, then it's not your identity. It's not who you are. It's something that you've been gifted at. And they're not who you are. They are gifts to be stewarded while you're here on the earth. So catch that nuance. Instead of me saying, I am a mom and that's who I am, you're going to say, God has given me the privilege of being a mother in this lifetime. And how do I steward that well to give him glory and please him? Or God has gifted in me leadership capabilities. So how do I steward that? How do I grow my leadership skills? And how do I lead well in order to bring God glory in this lifetime? It's a change in mindset. It's no longer who you are. It's what you've been gifted to do. And the gifts that we've been given are are finite. We're not going to have them in eternity. It's something that we have right now. And so who we really are, our true identity far outlasts our time on earth. Our identity is not limited to our short lifespan, but it spans eternity. And so that's a big concept to get, isn't it? It's It's, okay, wait, I've been given these wonderful skills and abilities in this lifetime, but after I'm gone and I'm living in eternity with my heavenly father, these are not skills that I'm taking with me. These are not roles that I'm taking with me. And so it really becomes now, okay, that's not who I am. This is my purpose. Like this is God showing me what he's called me to do in this lifetime. So many people get lost and read tons of books on what is my purpose when really it is right before us, friends. We can look around at what are the titles that God has given us in our life? What are the roles that he has given us? What are the skills that we have that he has given us? And then how do we use those for his glory? And that's going to look different in every season of life. I know sometimes we just want to be able to say, this is the one thing and I'm going to do it my whole life. And this is my purpose. It always doesn't look like that, friends. For some people, it may seem that way. But really, it's how do I steward the gifts and the roles that God has given me well in this season? That's your purpose. How do I love God with the gifts that he has given me? How do I glorify God with the roles that he has given me? me. And that's how you are in constant communion with God, having conversations with him of God. I love you. Thank you for this role. How do I glorify you as I walk out this role in my life? God, help me to develop this skill and show me how to use it for your glory. When we have this mindset, we are in constant relationship and communion with our father, which is the reason we were created, friends. And so I want to get back to if our identity is not limited to our short lifespan, 
but it spans eternity, then what is our identity? And spanning eternity is a big concept, but scripture shows us this truth of, of we are, are so much more than this moment in time. Jeremiah 1.5, very familiar verse. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were formed, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet in Jeremiah's case. But this verse assures us that we were a planned part of this time in history and our life matters to God. And if he planned us and planted us in this point in history, our life matters to other people. Friend, God formed you. He had you in mind before you were in your mother's womb. You are more than just a body that was born out of another body. You are a being. You are a whole being, mind, body, and spirit. And God planned for you to be planted in this moment of time with certain roles and abilities in order to honor him, show him glory, and draw others to him. 1 John 5.11 tells us, and this is the testimony, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. So this same God who formed us before we were in our mother's womb, this same God gives us eternal life beyond this earthly life. And so we are so much more than this moment in time. So while we were meant for this moment in time, we are also so much more than this moment in time. Which means that God has loved us from the beginning to eternity, friends. Our identity is not built on what we do or what we don't do in this lifetime. Yes, God has called us. He has gifted us. He is asking us to steward things well. But at the end of the day, God has created us for relationship with him. God loves us. He calls us by name. And from the Garden of Eden, when man was created to be in communion and relationship with God, all the way to the end of Scripture, when we read in Revelation that we will once again dwell face to face with our Heavenly Father, our identity is to love and be loved by God. Revelation 1.8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. And Revelation 21, 3, 4 tells us that our future dwelling place is in the eternal with God himself. And so friends, if we are going to focus on our identity, that means that we are focused on knowing God, loving God, and feeling his love back to us. Now that seems sort of um, maybe unattainable. Like, how do I grab hold of that? That's a great idea, Katie. But what what does that mean exactly in my life when I am down and I'm not feeling good about myself and I'm feeling like God is distant and I don't really know who I am because my life has changed and everything's in shambles? Like, that's a really pretty idea, Katie. But how does it apply? to me? How do I love God? And how do I be loved by God? And how does that really tell me who I am? Well, friend, I'm glad you asked that question. Because 
It's God, our God, that gives us identity. And it's him who gets to say who we are. It's him who knows us best because he's created us. And so if ever we are floundering, wondering who am I and what am I doing here? The person we should ask is the one who has created us. Our very God who loves us. Because his word tells us who we are. Now, some of you maybe don't have an intimate relationship with the word of God, but I have to tell you, it is alive and breathing. It is the word of God to his people. It's not just a book that we read for encouragement. So if the Bible says something about you, it's true. It's who you are. It's your identity. It's not just an idea that hopefully you can grasp. A Bible verse that you can throw on social media to make yourselves and others feel better for the day. No, it's the word of God trying to breathe into your soul. And so the first thing you need to do is to put yourself into a posture before God. You need to ask God to breathe into you who you are. And that happens through prayer. So before we approach his word, we sit in his presence. We aren't silent very often. There is a lot of noise in our time. And so what we need to do is get away to quiet places. Jesus modeled this very well. When there was crowds and chaos and demands on his life, when he could continue to stand and do the work in his flesh, do the work that people were asking him to do, He paused and said, I need to go away to a quiet place and pray. And if we don't do that, friends, we lose who we are. We get lost in the busyness of this world and we get lost in the demands that are upon us. And we forget that it's God who is going to help us through. And so what we have to do is take the time to sit quietly before the Lord and listen. And prepare our hearts before we get into the word. And so this could look like two minutes of silence before God, friends. Two minutes of silence. And then simply praying and asking, God, please speak to me through your word. Direct me to the passages that you want to breathe into me today. Enlighten me with knowledge and wisdom to understand what your word is speaking into my life. Allow your word to show me who I am. That is a prayer of humility, friends. That is a prayer admitting to God, I am not quite sure who I am outside of you. And so I'm coming to you now. I'm asking you to show me who I am. And then when we get into scripture, friends, we're going to read so many things. But I just wanted to highlight a few of what his word tells us about who we are. So in Genesis 1.27, we learn we are made in his image. In Romans 5.8, we read we are loved by God. In Genesis 2.15, we learn that we are called to partner with God to cultivate his creation. In John 4.23, we learn we are made to worship. In Ephesians 1.4-5, we learn we are chosen by God. In 1 
Peter 1, 18 through 19, we learn we are ransomed by God. In Ephesians 1, 7, we learn we are redeemed by Christ. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we learn that we are made new in Christ. In Ephesians 1, 7, we understand that we are forgiven. And in 2 Corinthians 3, 18, we hear that we are a worthy work in progress. Romans 8 is all about when God looks at us, he sees the goodness of Christ. Friends, this is our identity. This is who we are. So when we get lost in that hubbub of self-doubt or what other people are saying or doing to us starts to define who we are and we we don't even like who we're becoming or we're not even sure anymore because the voices are so loud in our heads and we're losing our way. The only way to get grounded again is to get into the word of God and allow his word to tell us who we are and learning how to separate who we are, our identity, the things that I have just shared with you from our roles and our skills that we are called to steward in this lifetime. Roles and skills, as I said before, are perishable. They are meant for a moment in time. They are not who you are. So don't connect your identity to your roles and the skills that God has gifted you with. Because that's that's a fallible way to identify who you are. You know, when we have a clean heart about the roles and the skills, when we humbly come before God and say, thank you for giving me this role. Thank you for giving me this, this skill. Teach me how to use it for your glory. We're not attaching it to the outcome. If you truly mean that prayer, the outcome doesn't matter. You stewarding it well, you being in relationship with God, you being obedient to God is what matters. But he's going to do with those roles and those skills what he will do. And if you're attaching it to an outcome, then you're falsely identifying yourself to that outcome. If the outcome isn't what you expect or what you hope or what you think it's going to be, you are going to have an identity crisis because you have placed the stock of your identity on an outcome. So the biggest takeaway I hope that you get today is that who you are, who the word says you are, is your identity. Everything else is a gift that you have been given in this lifetime. A gift that you should be using to glorify God and that you need to surrender the outcome of your actions. So whatever you do is done to glorify God and whatever he does with that is up to God. That's his prerogative because he's God and that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. That's what that verse means, that he is going to take your obedience and someone else's obedience and someone else's obedience and your skills and their skills and their skills. And he's going to work all that together somehow to bring about his glory on this earth. 
And it may not look like what we think it's going to look like, friends. And so that's why we can't attach our identity to that. Because God never said your identity is based on all of the wonderful things that you do in this lifetime. Thank God that we don't have to measure up to some level of success to be loved by God. When I read these verses, uh, what they meant or what we learn about ourselves in these verses, you know, it doesn't say that we are loved by God if we can do certain things. It doesn't say that we are chosen only if we can accomplish something for God. Because friend, accomplishing something for God is as simple as stewarding well the roles and the gifts that he has given you. And he'll do with that what he'll do with that. And no matter what the outcome is, he loves you. He has called you. He has chosen you. You are his own. You are a precious, precious child in his sight. That's who you are. And when you wake up in the morning, knowing that about yourself, your day is going to change. Your outlook on life is going to change. You are going to wake up with joy, knowing who you are in Christ and excited to walk forward in the gifts that he has given you, surrendering the outcome to him. Friends, now I want to move into a segment of the podcast that I call the Spiritual Health Check-In, where we examine what we have learned and try to apply it to our life and do a little heart check with God to say, okay, am I healthy in this area? How do you want to grow me? So I want to take just a moment to do that with you. I am building out a workshop right now actually on this topic of identity and and the faith to confidently be you. And I am being faithful in in stewarding well the gifts that God has given me because I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like yet or or how I'm going to hold that uh, particular workshop. I am just writing the content now and trusting God for the rest and trusting God with the outcome. And I want to share with you a little bit though, a piece of the workshop, one of the sessions that will be in the workshop. And I want to have you just examine your heart in the area of your your titles and your skills. And so I want to take a moment and I want you to list, list in your head all of the titles that you have. So just to jog your memory, like it may be mom, wife, sister, employee, boss, just take for a moment and think about all of those titles in your head. And what are the roles that God has given you? Are you a volunteer at church? Are you a a wife, a sister, a mother, as I said? If someone asks you, you know, what do you do or who are you? What's your common response? All right, now I want you to, in your head again, just list all the skills you have. And um, 
don't be shy here. Sometimes I think we're afraid to say we're good at something because that means that we're proud. And, and that's not true, friend. If God has given you a skill or a gift, you're not going to steward it well if you're not willing to admit that you have it. You know what you're good at. That doesn't mean that you've presented it to the world yet. That may be something that you're keeping in secret. You may, you know, lie in bed at night when no one's looking and draw beautiful pictures and never share them with anybody. Um, But what are your skills? What are your gifts that God has given you? List those in your head right now. Now, here's some questions I want you to ask yourself. So you have this list of roles and you have this list of skills in your head. And I encourage you to write them down and ask yourself these questions about each one. But how do I steward these well to glorify God? If God has blessed me in being a wife, how do I glorify God in that role? If God has blessed me to be a mother, how am I stewarding that well? How am I caring for these children's hearts, minds? How am I leading them to Jesus? How am I stewarding my gift of writing? Am I taking the time to get better at it? Am I writing each day? Am I working on my bravery to share it with people whom it might bless? Stewardship is really important, my friends. And stewardship always should align with how do I use this to glorify God? So it's not aligned with how do I steward this to be the most successful at this particular thing? Because the world's idea of success is completely different from God's idea of success. So how do I use this to glorify God? Sometimes that happens in the quiet spaces, friends. It doesn't happen on a world stage. And that's okay. I hope that today, what you get out of this is that you have a deeper understanding of the roles and the skills that God has given you, how you can use them to glorify God, but that that's not who you are. And that you can go to God's word at any time to learn who you are in Christ, to learn who you are before the foundations of the world and all the way into eternity, that you are so much more than this life, that you will contribute wonderful, beautiful things in this lifetime as you partner with God. But at the end of the day, our our glory, our reward is that we will be face to face with God in perfect communion with the one who created us and loves us and tells us who we are. Chosen, loved, redeemed, perfect in his sight. 
friend, I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. I hope that it's given you some some meat to chew on and understanding who you are and who you are becoming. And I really pray that you will partner with God in this journey, that you will bravely and confidently jump into the word of God to find out what it says about who you are, and that you also will bravely and confidently learn to embrace and steward the worlds and skills that he has given you to make a a godly impact on this earth to point others to Jesus. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you walk away with a faith boost that puts a little spring in your step. I'd love to connect with you on social media. I'm on both Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Faith for Her and Instagram, it's Katie Wynn, Faith for Her. I'm on Instagram a little bit more where I share little faith boosters in my squares. I love to write and so you'll find words of encouragement on the regular over there in addition to pictures of my life. So I homeschool my kids. You'll see my family. I love to be in the kitchen and the garden and I love to be outdoors. So I'd love to get to know you a little bit better over on Instagram too. So I'll put links to my social channels down in the show notes and until the next episode, be blessed and be encouraged.